Hi, this is Bernie Dake. You're listening to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. The story of Exodus is both intimate and universal, small and astonishingly grand. The Exodus is the story of a family that became a nation, the story of God clashing with Egypt's gods and their intermediaries and decisively defeating them. It is the story of one man uniquely equipped and called to lead God's people. This story is Israel's story. It is the church's story. It is our story, the story of God coming in mercy to save. It is the Exodus. Check out our new season of the Storyteller series on your favorite podcast store. Welcome back to Words of Life. Last week, we shared part one of our conversation with Josh and Melissa Powell. They're parents of three elementary school kids. And now we'll hear part two. We were just saying it was like maybe yesterday, like we were just talking about this, about how like almost being surprised that our kids' personalities are different. Yeah. Um, and saying like, oh my gosh, like they're actually three different people. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not just one mass. Right. But they are actually they are three very different. different people. Yeah. yeah. And they don't respond to things the same way. I think we realized early on in having multiple kids is that, you know, just because you can discipline one this way, that it is not necessarily going to work for yeah. the other person. Yeah. Um, I think when you like when you become a parent and you have a baby who's not doing anything wrong, um, it's easy to just think, oh, like, I'll just do it this way and this is how it's going to work for me. Um, but because they have their own personalities, they have their own stubbornness and their own and their own needs. Yeah. Needs. Yeah. That come just with who they are that I think we have to we have to approach each of them in a different way um and how we and how we discipline and how we kind of get through and how we share our faith and how and how we raise them i think it's all different yeah and our yeah. kids are very different and i think yeah. like as, when it comes to like discipline and correction like they i think because of their personality differences we do approach them differently in how we how we offer the correction yeah. um and we that has that has kind of gone through trial and error as well like Ben, Ben is our oldest. I think he's the one that has, we've experimented on the most in terms of discipline style. If that's not the most true about like the oldest <laughs> kids, though, right? Yeah. Like, yes, I say that as the baby. Yeah, my parents had it all figured out by the time I came around. There's a lot of trial and error, and then you figure out what what's the best approach for that child. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> the crazy thing is it, that also changes as they get older, yeah. as they. Um, they grow into themselves a little more. You adapt to that as well. So yeah. uh, that's another thing that mm-hmm. the parenting is. Parenting is just flexibility, just like rolling with the punches and sometimes holding on for de- for dear life. <laughs> but um, yeah. 
And I like we still mess up at that, too, because there will be times where like I'll yell at Olivia, like I'll just lay into her or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but she does not she respond well to that. Like she shuts down like yeah. physically, like she'll like cow or not. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't even know. She'll cower. Yeah. She'll wince. <laughs> yeah. Um, or whatever. But like that just doesn't work for her. But for Ben, like that's that's all he that's all he responds to. So yeah. Or yeah. responds to that. Yeah. 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 I think sharing our faith with our kids, it's, I mean, with everything else, like it's an ongoing, not battle, but it's its trying to figure out how to do this in every age and every stage yeah. because they'll come with questions or we'll try to teach them something that we think is profound. And then it like goes right over their head and they have yeah. no idea <laughs> what we're talking attention. about yeah. or the way that we say it. Like we're abstract thinkers as being a full grown adult. So we think this makes sense. But to our little concrete thinking minds, uh, they have no idea what we're talking about. Right. Like, what does it mean that Jesus lives in my heart? Is he actually in my chest? Like, how does that work? Why is he not pushing my body to try to get out or whatever? So yeah. it's, it's you know, it's taken this this far, I think, to figure out kind of how that works. Um, but I think that we've also kind of cultivated this atmosphere in our home that we're open to these questions yeah. and we're happy to answer the questions as they come. Yeah. Uh, so we do devotions every night with our kids before bedtime. We've got a little devotional book that we read and we kind of work through that. And so I think the topic of God is always open in our house and yeah. they, we pray every night. We, you know, we pray at every meal on every night and we've kind of worked with them on, you know, how do we pray how do we do this? Is it just yeah. asking for the things that I want? Uh, like God is some kind of Santa. Um, and we've tried to explain to them that like he does answer our prayers, but it's not always to be a zillionaire to Judah who desperately wants to be a zillionaire that like God might not make you a zillionaire one day, uh, but he's still good. And he's still all of these things. Yeah. And like for us, like <laughs> outside of, you know, the, you know, sharing the faith conversation, like, Routine has been uh, a strategy that we've we employed early in our parenting, and I think that has held us well. I think our kids respond well to a routine, uh, something like a schedule that we you know they just know what's coming. So there's there's really no question. Uh, but part we part of that routine is our devotional period at the end of the night, and it's something like we we do it every night. Uh, except for a couple of nights, you know, if, if they're out at like baseball or something super late, we'll usually just pray and then go to bed. But for the most part, we do devotions every night. And, um, uh, there are a lot of nights where you, you just know they're not paying attention. They're not listening. And you just pray that something, something gets in there, but it, act, but it does like, it does sink in. And I mean, we're reminded in the scripture that the, the word of God cannot return void. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've we've seen that happen in our kids. Uh, we think that they're they're jumping around, and we're having to get on the get on them for not paying attention, and they're not they're not uh, being serious in in their prayers. And then out of nowhere, they will ask the most thought provoking question related to what we had just talked about. So in in their uh, what to me seems like disrespect and not paying attention, something is is stirring inside them, and and they're processing it in their own way. And then they're asking the question. And mm. those are the times I think that I I feel the the most proud of my kids is when I can see them mulling over one of these very I mean, difficult concepts and they're asking good questions and then we have good conversation. Judah asked me, my five-year-old asked me the other night um, something about the Holy Spirit. 
Um, and like, who is the Holy Spirit? Is he real? What does he do? Where is he? Is he invisible? It's just all of these questions. And we eventually got to this point where I was saying uh, that I think when we do the things that God tells us to do, you know, when we're kind to other people, when we, you know, share about Jesus, I think the Holy Spirit is like cheering him on and saying, yeah, Judah, woo, go Judah. Uh, and I think out of this, I mean, his just very sweet little five-year-old heart was like, well, tomorrow when I go to school, I know there's a friend that sits at lunch by herself and I don't want her to sit at lunch by herself. And so having these conversations about faith, but also the practical, um, I guess, play of those, you know, yeah. like you're learning about this and we're telling you about the Holy Spirit and what he does um, and who he is. And then seeing that kind of play in his brain for a little bit and like then the come out as this is now what I want to do. This is where I want to take this. Like yeah. I was crying the other night just because I was like, I was so moved by it. And yeah. Josh made fun of me for that, but I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> but being able to see the development of my kids' faith, yeah. um, like that, that's one of the biggest joys I think of my life too. Yeah. Hard life lessons. Yeah. What have we learned? I think one of the difficult lessons I've learned is um, that I, so like, I want to be the dad that, you know, the kids respect and uh, have a healthy fear of, you know, like if they're not paying attention or if they're not doing what they want, I want to have the dad snap and then they immediately like sit up. Like, I want to be, I want to be that guy. Uh, but I don't think my kids respond as well to that. And I think in like early, early in my parenting, when I would try to enforce that kind of response in them, it didn't go well. And then I would lose my temper and uh, those those are the lessons that I think um, like it was it was a hard lesson to learn that uh, I really can't force what I want my kids to be on them. I have to let them kind of be who they are a little bit within my guidance as well. Um, so I think the lesson there it would be flexibility to the you know so that you can bend but not break. There you know there have been many times where I've, I've lost my cool and. You know, that's a difficult lesson. Yeah. Um, there have been a lot of times <laughs> where I've had to apologize to my kids. Mm. And I think it's important for them to see us as human beings as well. Yeah. It's easy to want to project this image of like, I'm I'm the authoritative figure. I have it all together. Like, respect me. And mm. like, I'm, you know, like I'm the head of the household or whatever. But like allowing them to see me as a, a real human being who gets upset about things that they say that like hurts my feelings or uh, when um, they see me uh, realize that I have made a mistake. I think that shows them um, one, like I, I think it shows them empathy because they can, they can kind of see themselves in me and they can see how my reaction is similar to maybe something that they have. Um, but it's, it also lets them know that like I respect them as well. So mm. there, there have been times when, you know, the discipline or the approach to the discipline that I take is not the right way to do it. So then I'll have to go and I'll, I'll apologize. Ben, I'm sorry for what I said. Uh, I'm sorry for losing my cool on you. Um, I think that that forms uh, a tighter bond between he and I, uh, because it's, it's a, it's a moment that we have shared that he see, he sees me as a human being. Yeah.
I want so much for my kids. And I think every parent would say the same thing, right? Like you want your kids to fully recognize their potential. Yeah. Um, I want them to know who they are. I want them to be confident in who they are. I want them to know that they are loved. I want them to love other people. Yeah. Yeah. I want my kids to be fully actualized. I want them to, to know who they are. I want them to know who they are in Christ and to rest in the assurance of uh, what the Bible says that God wants for them and what they, they feel from the Holy Spirit that God wants them to be. Uh, so I always say that uh, no one has to tell you how hard it is to be a parent. Like it's everywhere. Everybody knows that being a parent is hard. Yeah. And there are so many things that can bring you down. But I think for me, what's important is to remember that there's still joy in being a parent. It's still, I think one of the greatest things that uh, we have ever done uh, is get to be a parent. We get to be with these kids. They are ours, they are God's, and we get to kind of nurture that relationship with them. Uh, and so we always say, or at least I always say, uh, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, uh, but sometimes it is. Yeah. Yeah. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. And we'd love to hear from you. Call 1-800-229-9965 or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to connect. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or your testimony. With your permission, we would love to use your story on the show. You can also subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to learn about more programs produced by the Salvation Army. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. Join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.